Section 16 of the Natural History, Volume 6. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Natural History, Volume 6, by Pliny the Elder. Translated by John Bostock and Henry Thomas Riley. Section 16, Book 29, Chapters 11 through 25. Chapter 11, 22 Remedies Derived from Eggs. There is a considerable affinity also between wool and eggs, which are applied together as a frontal to the forehead, by way of cure, for deflections of the eyes. Wool, however, is not required for this purpose to have been dressed with radicula, the only thing requisite to be combined with it being the white of an egg and powdered frankincense. The white of an egg, also applied by itself, arrests deflections of the eyes, and has a cooling effect upon inflammations of those organs. Some, however, prefer mixing saffron with it, and employ it as an ingredient in eye salves, in place of water. For ophthalmalia in infants, there is hardly any remedy to be found, except white of egg mixed with fresh butter. Eggs beaten up with oil are very soothing for erysipelas, beet leaves being laid on the liniment. White of egg, mixed with pounded gum ammoniae, is used as a bandolin for arranging the hairs of the eyelids, and in combination with pine nuts and a little honey, it forms a lineament for the removal of pimples on the face. If the face is well rubbed with it, it will never be sunburned. If the moment the flesh has been scalded, an egg is applied, no blisters will form. Some persons, however, mix it with barley meal and a little salt. In cases of ulceration, formed by burns, there is nothing better than parched barley and hog's lard, mixed with the white of an egg. The same mixture is also used as an application for diseases of the rectum, in infants even, and in cases too, when there is procedence of those parts. For the cure of chaps upon the feet, white of eggs is boiled, with two denarii of white lead, an equal quantity of litharge, a little myrrh, and some wine. For the cure of erysipelas, they use the whites of three eggs with a milum. It is said, too, that the white of egg has the effect of knitting wounds and of expelling urinary calculi. The yolk of eggs boiled hard, applied in women's milk with a little saffron and honey, has a soothing effect upon pains in the eyes. The yolk is applied also to the eyes in wool, mixed with honeyed wine and oil of roses, or else mixed with ground parsley seed and polenta, and applied with honeyed wine. The yolk of a single egg, swallowed raw by itself, without being allowed to touch the teeth, is remarkably good for cough, deflections of the chest, and irritations of the fauces. It is used, too, both internally and externally, in a raw state, as a sovereign cure for the sting of hemorrhoids, and it is highly beneficial for the kidneys, for irritations and ulcerations of the bladder, and for bloody expectorations. For dysentery, the yolks of five eggs are taken raw in one semi-sectarius of wine, mixed with the ashes of the shells, poppy juice, and wine. For the coliac fluxes, it is recommended to take the yolks of eggs with like proportions of pulpy raisins and pomegranate rind in equal quantities for three consecutive days, or else to follow another method and take the yolks of three eggs with three ounces of old bacon and honey and three sciathi of old wine, the whole being beaten up to the consistency of honey and taken in water, when needed, in pieces the size of a hazelnut. 
in some cases too the yolks of three eggs are fried in oil the whole of the egg having been steeped a day previously in vinegar it is in this way that eggs are used for the treatment of spleen diseases but for spitting of blood they should be taken with three sciathi of must yolk of egg is used too for the cure of bruises of long standing in combination with bulbs and honey boiled and taken in wine yolks of eggs arrest menstruation applied raw with oil or wine they dispel inflammations of the uterus mixed with goose grease and oil of roses they are useful for crick in the neck and they are hardened over the fire and applied warm for the cure of maladies of the rectum for condylomata eggs are used in combination with oil of roses and for the treatment of burns they are hardened in water and set upon hot coals till the shells are burnt the yellow being used as a lineament with oil of roses eggs become entirely transformed into yolk on being removed after the hen has sat upon them for three days in which state they are known by the name of sitista the chicks that are found within the shell are used for strengthening a disordered stomach being eaten with half a nut gall and no other food taken for the next two hours they are given also for dysentery boiled in the egg with one semi sextarius of astringent wine and an equal quantity of olive oil and polenta the pellicule that lines the shell is used either raw or boiled for the cure of cracked lips and the shell itself reduced to ashes is taken in wine for discharges of blood care must be taken however to burn it without the pellicule in the same way too a dentifrice is prepared the ashes of the shell applied topically with myrrh arrest menstruation when in excess so remarkably strong is the shell of an egg that if it is set upright no force or weight can break it unless a slight inclination be made to one side or the other of the circumference eggs taken whole in wine with rue dill and cumin facilitate parturition used with wine and cedar resin they remove itch and prurigo and applied in combination with cyclaminos they are remedial for running ulcers of the head for purulent expectorations and spitting of blood a raw egg is taken warmed with juice of cut leek and an equal quantity of greek honey for coughs eggs are administered boiled and beaten up with honey or else raw with raisin wine and an equal quantity of olive oil for diseases of the male organs an injection is made of an egg three sciathi of raisin wine and half an ounce of amylum the mixture being used immediately after the bath where injuries have been inflicted by serpents boiled eggs are used as a lineament beaten up with nasturtium in what various ways eggs are used as food is well known to all passing downwards however swollen the throat may be and warming the parts as they pass eggs too are the only diet which while it affords nutriment in sickness does not load the stomach possessing at the same moment all the advantages both of food and drink we have already stated that the shell of an egg becomes soft when steeped in vinegar it is by the aid of eggs thus prepared and kneaded up with meal into bread that patients suffering from coliac flux are often restored to strength some however think it a better plan to roast the eggs when thus softened in a shallow pan a method by the aid of which they arrest not only looseness of bowels but excessive menstruation as well in cases again where the discharges are greatly in excess eggs are taken raw with meal and water 
the yolks too are employed alone boiled hard in vinegar and roasted with ground pepper when wanted to arrest diarrhea for dysentery there is a sovereign remedy prepared in the following manner an egg is emptied into a new earthen vessel which done in order that all the proportions may be equal fill the shell first with honey then with oil and then with vinegar beat them up together and thoroughly incorporate them the better the quality of the several ingredients the more efficacious the mixture will be others again instead of oil and vinegar use the same proportions of red resin and wine there is also another way of making up this preparation the proportion of oil and of that only remains the same and to it they add two sixtieth parts of a denarius of the vegetable which we have spoken of under the name of ruse and five oboli of honey all these ingredients are boiled down together and no food is taken by the patient till the end of four hours after taking the mixture many persons too have a cure for gripping pains of the bowels by beating up two eggs with four cloves of garlic and administering them warmed in one semi-sextarius of wine not to omit anything in commendation of eggs i would here add that glare of egg mixed with quicklime unites broken glass indeed so great is the efficacy of the substance of egg that wood dipped in it will not take fire and cloth with which it has come in contact will not ignite on this occasion however it is only of the eggs of poultry that i have been speaking though those of the various other birds as well are possessed of many useful properties as i shall have to mention on the appropriate occasions chapter twelve serpents eggs in addition to the above there is another kind of egg held in high renown by the people of the gaelic provinces but totally omitted by the greek writers in summer time numberless snakes become artificially entwined together and form rings around their bodies with the viscous slime which exudes from their mouths and with the foam excreted by them the name given to this substance is anguinum the druids tell us that the serpents eject these eggs into the air by their hissing and that a person must be ready to catch them in a cloak so as not to let them touch the ground they say also that he must instantly take to flight on horseback as the serpents will be sure to pursue him until some intervening river has placed a barrier between them the test of its genuineness they say is its floating against the current of a stream even though it be set in gold but as it is the way with magicians to be dexterous and cunning in casting a veil about their frauds they pretend that these eggs can only be taken on a certain day of the moon as though forsooth it depended entirely upon the human will to make the moon and the serpents accord as to the moment of this operation i myself however have seen one of these eggs it was round and about as large as an apple of moderate size the shell of it was formed of a cartilaginous substance and it was surrounded with numerous cupules as it were resembling those upon the arms of polypus it is held in high estimation among the druids the possession of it is marvelously vaunted as ensuring success in lawsuits and a favorable reception with princes a notion which has been so far belied that a roman of equestrian rank a native of the territory of the vocantii who during a trial had one of these eggs in his bosom was slain by the late emperor tiberius and for no other reason that i know of but because he was in possession of it 
it is this entwining of serpents with one another and the fruitful result of this unison that seemed to me to have given rise to the usage among foreign nations of surrounding the caduceus with representations of serpents as so many symbols of peace it must be remembered too that on the caduceus serpents are never represented as having crests chapter thirteen the method of preparing comagenum four remedies derived from it having to make mention in the present book of the eggs of the goose and the numerous uses to which they are applied as also of the bird itself it is our duty to award the honor to comagene of a most celebrated preparation there made this composition is prepared from goose grease a substance applied to many other well-known uses as well but in the case of that which comes from comagene a part of syria the grease is first incorporated with cinnamon cassia white pepper and the plant called comagene and then placed in vessels and buried in the snow the mixture has an agreeable smell and it is found extremely useful for cold shiverings convulsions heavy or sudden pains and all those affections in fact which are treated with a class of remedies known as a copa being equally an unguent and a medicament there is another method also of preparing it in syria the fat of the bird is preserved in a manner already described and there is added to it erisoscectrum xylobalsamum palm elate and calamus each in the same proportion as the grease the whole being gently boiled some two or three times in wine this preparation is made in winter as in summer it will never thicken except with the addition of wax there are numerous other remedies also derived from the goose as well as from the raven a thing i am much surprised at seeing that both the goose and the raven are generally said to be in a diseased state at the end of summer and the beginning of autumn chapter fourteen remedies derived from the dog we have already spoken of the honors earned by the geese when the gauls were detected in their attempt to scale the capital it is for a corresponding reason also that punishment is yearly inflicted upon the dogs by crucifying them alive upon a gibbet of elder between the temple of juventus and that of sumanus in reference to this last-mentioned animal the usages of our forefathers compel us to enter into some further details they consider the flesh of sucking whelps to be so pure a meat that they were in the habit of using them as victims even in their expiatory sacrifices a young whelp too is sacrificed to genita mana and at the repast celebrated in honor of the gods it is still the usage to set whelps flesh on table at the inaugural feast too of the pontiffs this dish was in common use as we learn from the comedies of plautus it is generally thought that for narcotic poisons there is nothing better than dog's blood and it would appear that it was this animal that first taught man the use of emetics other medicinal uses of the dog which are marvelously commended i shall have occasion to refer to on the appropriate occasions chapter fifteen remedies classified according to the different maladies remedies for injuries inflicted by serpents remedies derived from mice we now resume the order originally proposed for stings inflicted by serpents fresh sheep's dung boiled in wine is considered a very useful application as also mice split asunder and applied to the wound indeed these last animals are possessed of certain properties by no means to be despised 
at the ascension of the planets more particularly as already stated the lobes increasing or decreasing in number with the age of the moon as the case may be the magicians have a story that swine will follow any person who gives them a mouse's liver to eat enclosed in a fig they say too that it has a similar effect upon man but that the spell may be destroyed by swallowing a cyathus of oil chapter sixteen remedies derived from the weasel there are two varieties of the weasel the one wild larger than the other and known to the greeks as the ictus its gall is said to be very efficacious as an antidote to the sting of the asp but of a venomous nature in other respects the other kind which prowls about our houses and is in the habit cicero tells us of removing its young ones and changing every day from place to place is an enemy to serpents the flesh of this last preserved in salt is given in doses of one denarius in three cyathi of drink to persons who have been stung by serpents or else the maw of the animal is stuffed with coriander seed and dried to be taken for the same purpose in wine the young one of the weasel is still more efficacious for these purposes chapter seventeen remedies derived from bugs there are some things of a most revolting nature but which are recommended by authors with such a degree of assurance that it would be improper to omit them the more particularly as it is to the sympathy or antipathy of objects that remedies owe their existence thus the bug for instance a most filthy insect and one the very name of which inspires us with loathing is said to be a neutralizer of the venom of serpents asps in particular and to be a preservative against all kinds of poisons as a proof of this they tell us that the sting of an asp is never fatal to poultry if they have eaten bugs that day and that if such is the case their flesh is remarkably beneficial to persons who have been stung by serpents of the various recipes given in reference to these insects the least revolting are the application of them externally to the wound with the blood of a tortoise the employment of them as a fumigation to make leeches loose their hold and the administering of them to animals in drink when a leech has been accidentally swallowed some persons however go so far as to crush bugs with salt and woman's milk and anoint the eyes with the mixture in combination too with honey and oil of roses they use them as an injection for the ears field bugs again and those found upon the mallow are burnt and the ashes mixed with oil of roses as an injection for the ears as to the other remedial virtues attributed to bugs for the cure of vomiting quartan fevers and other diseases although we find recommendations given to swallow them in an egg some wax or in a bean i look upon them as utterly unfounded and not worthy of further notice they are employed however for the treatment of lethargy and with some fair reason as they successfully neutralize the narcotic effects of the poison of the asp for this purpose seven of them are administered in a cyathus of water but in the case of children only four in cases too of strangury they have been injected into the urinary channel so true it is that nature that universal parent has engendered nothing without some powerful reason or other in addition to these particulars a couple of bugs it is said attached to the left arm in some wool that has been stolen from the shepherds will effectually cure nocturnal fevers while those recurrent in the daytime may be treated with equal success 
by enclosing the bugs in a piece of russet-colored cloth. The scolopendra, on the other hand, is a great enemy to these insects. Used in the form of a fumigation, it kills them. Chapter 18. Particulars Relative to the Asp The sting of the asp takes deadly effect by causing torpor and dizziness. Of all serpents, injuries inflicted by the asp are the most incurable, and their venom, if it comes in contact with the blood or a recent wound, produces instantaneous death. If, on the other hand, it touches an old sore, its fatal effects are not so immediate. Taken internally, in however large a quantity, the venom is not injurious, as it has no corrosive properties, for which reason it is that the flesh of animals killed by it may be eaten with impunity. I should hesitate in giving circulation to a prescription for injuries inflicted by the asp, were it not that Marcus Varro, then in the eighty-third year of his age, has left a statement to the effect that it is a most efficient remedy for wounds inflicted by this reptile for the person stung to drink his own urine. Chapter 19. Remedies Derived from the Basilisk As to the basilisk, a creature which the very serpents fly from, which kills by its odor even, and which proves fatal to man by only looking upon him, its blood has been marvelously extolled by magicians. This blood is thick and adhesive, like pitch, which it resembles also in color. Dissolved in water, they say, it becomes a brighter red than that of cinnabar. They attribute to it also the property of ensuring success to petitions, preferred to potentates, and to prayers even offered to the gods and they regard it as a remedy for various diseases, and as an amulet preservative against all noxious spells. Some give it the name of Saturn's blood. Chapter 20. Remedies Derived from the Dragon The dragon is a serpent, destitute of venom, its head placed beneath the threshold of a door, the gods being duly propitiated by prayers, will ensure good fortune to the house, it is said. Its eyes, dried and beaten up with honey, form a lineament which is an effectual preservative against the terrors of specters by night, in the case of the most timorous even, the fat adhering to the heart, attached to the arm with a deer's sinews, in the skin of a gazelle, will ensure success in lawsuits, it is said, and the first joint of the vertebrae will secure an easy access to persons in high office. The teeth, attached to the body, with a deer's sinews in the skin of a roebuck, have the effect of rendering masters indulgent, and potentates gracious, it is said. But the most remarkable thing of all is its composition, by the aid of which the lying magicians profess to render persons invincible. They take the tail and head of a dragon, the hairs of a lion's forehead, with the marrow of that animal, the foam of a horse that has won a race, and the claws of a dog's feet, these they tie up together in a deer's skin, and fasten them alternately with the sinews of a deer and a gazelle. It is, however, no better worth our while to refute such pretensions as these than it would be to describe the alleged remedies for injuries inflicted by serpents, seeing that all these contrivances are so many evil devices to poison men's morals. Dragon's fat will repel venomous creatures, an effect which is equally produced by burning the fat of the ichneumon. They will take to flight also at the approach of a person who has been rubbed with nettles bruised in vinegar. Chapter 21. Remedies Derived from the Viper The application of viper's head, even if it be not the one that has inflicted the wound, 
is of infinite utility as a remedy it is highly advantageous too to hold the viper that inflicted the injury on the end of a stick over the steam of boiling water for it will quite undo the mischief they say the ashes also of the viper are considered very useful employed as a lineament for the wound according to what nagidius tells us serpents are compelled by a certain natural instinct to return to the person who has been stung by them the people of scythia split the viper's head between the ears in order to extract a small stone which it swallows in its alarm they say others again use the head entire from the viper are prepared those tablets which are known as theriaci to the greeks for this purpose the animal is cut away three fingers lengths from both the head and the tail after which the intestines are removed and the livid vein adhering to the backbone the rest of the body is then boiled in a shallow pan in water seasoned with dill and the bones are taken out and fine wheaten flour added after which the preparation is made up into tablets which are dried in the shade and are employed as an ingredient in numerous medicaments i should remark however that this preparation it would appear can only be made from the viper some persons after cleansing the viper in manner above described boil down the fat with one sectarius of olive oil to one half of this preparation when needed three drops are added to some oil with which mixture the body is rubbed to repel the approach of all kinds of noxious animals chapter twenty two remedies derived from the other serpents in addition to these particulars it is a well-known fact that for all injuries inflicted by serpents and those even of an otherwise incurable nature it is an excellent remedy to apply the entrails of the serpent itself to the wound as also that persons who have once swallowed a viper's liver boiled will never afterwards be attacked by serpents the snake too is not venomous except indeed upon certain days of the month when it is irritated by the action of the moon it is a very useful plan to take it alive and pound it in water the wound inflicted by it being fomented with the preparation indeed it is generally supposed that this reptile is possessed of numerous other remedial properties as we shall have occasion more fully to mention from time to time hence it is that the snake is consecrated to Aesculapius. as for democritus he has given some monstrous preparations from snakes by the aid of which the language of birds he says may be understood the Aesculapian snake was first brought to rome from epidaurus but at the present day it is very commonly reared in our houses even so much so indeed that if the breed were not taken down by the frequent conflagrations it would be impossible to make head against the rapid increase of them but the most beautiful of all the snakes are those which are of an amphibious nature these snakes are known as hydri or water snakes in virulence their venom is inferior to that of no other class of serpents and their liver is preserved as a remedy for the ill effects of their sting a pounded scorpion neutralizes the venom of the spotted lizard from this last animal too there is a noxious preparation made for it has been found that wine in which it has been drowned covers the face of those who drinks it with morphew hence it is that females when jealous of a rival's beauty are in the habit of stifling a spotted lizard in the unguents which they made in such a case the proper remedy is a yolk of egg honey and nitre the gall of a spotted lizard beaten up in water attracts weasels they say 
Chapter 23, Remedies Derived from the Salamander But of all venomous animals, it is the salamander that is by far the most dangerous. For while other reptiles attack individuals only, and never kill many persons at a time, not to mention the fact that after stinging a human being, they are said to die of remorse, and the earth refuses to harbor them, the salamander is able to destroy whole nations at once, unless they take the proper precautions against it. For if this reptile happens to crawl up a tree, it infects all the fruit with its poison, and kills those who eat thereof, by the chilling properties of its venom, which in its effects is in no way different from aconite. Nay, even more than this, if it only touches with its foot the wood upon which bread is baked, or if it happens to fall into a well, the same fatal effects will be sure to ensue. The saliva too of this reptile, if it comes in contact with any part of the body, the sole of the foot even, will cause the hair to fall off from the whole of the body. And yet the salamander, highly venomous as it is, is eaten by certain animals, swine for example, owing no doubt to that antipathy which prevails in the natural world. From what we have stated, it is most probable that next to the animals which eat it, the best neutralizers of the poison of this reptile are cantharides taken in drink, or a lizard eaten with the food. Other antidotes we have already mentioned, or shall notice in the proper place. As to what the magicians say, that it is proof against fire, being, as they tell us, the only animal that has the property of extinguishing fire, if it had been true, it would have been made trial of at Rome long before this. Sextius says that the salamander, preserved in honey and taken with the food, after removing the intestines, head and feet, acts as an aphrodisiac. He denies also that it has the property of extinguishing fire. Chapter 24. Remedies derived from birds for injuries inflicted by serpents. Remedies derived from the vulture. Among the birds that afford us remedies against serpents, it is the vulture that occupies the highest rank. The black vulture, it has been remarked, being less efficacious than the others. The smell of their feathers, burnt, will repel serpents, they say, and it has been asserted that persons that carry the heart of this bird about with them will be safe not only from serpents, but from wild beasts as well, and will have nothing to fear from the attacks of robbers or from the wrath of kings. Chapter 25. Remedies Derived from Poultry The flesh of cocks and capons, applied warm the moment it has been plucked from the bones, neutralizes the venom of serpents, and the brains taken in wine are productive of a similar effect. The people of Parthia, however, prefer applying a hen's brains to the wound. Poultry broth, too, is highly celebrated as a cure, and is found marvelously useful in many other cases. Panthers and lions will never touch persons who have been rubbed with it, more particularly if it has been flavored with garlic. The broth that has been made of an old cock is more relaxing to the bowels. It is very good also for chronic fevers, numbness of the limbs, cold shiverings and maladies of the joints, pains also in the head, defluxions of the eyes, flatulency, sickness at stomach, incipient tenesmus, liver complaints, diseases of the kidneys, affections of the bladder, indigestion, and asthma. Hence there are several remedies for preparing this broth, it being most efficacious when boiled up with sea cabbage, salt honey, capers, parsley, the plant mercurialis, polypodium or dill. 
the best plan however is to boil the cock or capon with the plants above mentioned in three congii of water down to three semi sectarii after which it should be left to cool in the open air and given at the proper moment just after an emetic has been administered and here i must not omit to mention one marvellous fact even though it bears no reference to medicine if the flesh of poultry is mingled with gold in a state of fusion it will absorb the metal and consume it thus showing that it acts as a poison upon gold if young twigs are made up into a collar and put around a cock's neck it will never crow End of section 16